Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo, good morning, man. Man, good morning to you too, sir. How are you doing this morning? I'm, I'm good. What? You, you, you seem kind of caught up. Kind of kind of giddy a little bit? Little, yeah. A little, <laughs> little, uh, little, little dusty in the eye? Yeah. Dude, it's it's um this all right. So we, we teed it up last week, right? We we are everybody already knows. You and I have this goal this year, yeah, to spend a lot of these episodes together. I know, right? If we can make it all together, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, and yeah. we right now are in the same room. Yeah, we're in the same place. It's like a two hundred year old house. <laughs> okay, we did not tell people where we were going for our first, yeah. you know, like first, series first, of first episodes. Yeah. Okay, so so we're gonna stop it at two hundred year old house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because that's <laughs> the thing. If we mention, you know, what we're gonna mention where we're at. Like it's gonna come up. It will. And the people of this amazing city are gonna be so mad at us, right, for not telling them that we're in town. Yeah. Like, like I can already see the hate mail coming through. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. Anyway, here we go. We're uh, we got we got a great uh, great show for y'all. But first, man, we got some uh, <laughs> a little bit of housekeeping to talk about. We got to give a, a great shout out to a new club member, man, joining at the Squire level, supporting the show over at Patreon.com/slash/CountrySquireRadio. John Walsh, dude, John Walsh. Yeah, I feel bad. Welsh, man. That, I feel like Welsh is forcing it. I, I can't I can't mispronounce your name, John. I apologize. <laughs> Johan, Johan Walsh, Johan Walsh, <laughs> Johan Walsh. Yes. Isn't that the name from the guy from Unsolved Mysteries? Isn't that is that right? J- John Walsh, Johann right? Sebastian Walsh. I, I think I think that's it. That's, that's got to be exactly it. it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Okay, cool. Well, John, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, supporting the show, and of course, you can too at Patreon.com/slash Country Squire Radio. Yeah. All right, John David, we've got a uh, top three this week. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. So at the end of last last year, we kind of did a a different take on top three, where uh, instead of just literally going top three, it was technically like. A top six to some extent. Right. Because you bring top three. I bring top three. In total, we've got six. Right. We don't know math or how math works here at uh, Country Squire Radio. Sometimes six could turn into nine or it, or it might turn into four and a half. <laughs> I, we don't know. <laughs> Just, you know, the numbers are really kind of more about feeling than actual you know, <laughs> math. But, uh, but man, so we are going to uh, be counting down today our top three ten art. Now, I'm excited for this yeah. because, you know, if longtime listeners of the show know whenever we do like a tobacco talk, one of the things that I always get into is the art and the marketing and the way in which a pipe tobacco presents itself to, uh, to you know, new new connoisseurs walking into the shop and, you know, uh, maybe maybe they're longtime pipe smokers and, you know, curmudgeonly like, like walk past that tin and just they know exactly what they're going for. They never look at anything else until something catches their eye or they're that bright eyed new pipe smoker coming through trying to figure out what that first pipe tobacco is going to be right and they're scanning the wall those uh those racks i guess is what you call them yeah like well tin rack right tin racks right tin rack tin yeah. racks okay okay <laughs> <laughs> do you have those custom made out of curiosity well no that well one of them is actually we have yeah. a um a giant tin rack that uh was custom made probably about about 50 years ago the rest of them are actually we had to find these little retail pusher things that we it's the same kind of thing when you go to like Walgreens or CVS and like you pick up a, a box of medicine off the counter or off the rack yeah. and, and then it advances the next one behind it. You know what I mean? In other words, it's almost like it kind of pushes it forward. It's kind of kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I so, mean, like it, it's not like it holds anything else, right? Yeah. I mean, it, well, <laughs> it, it could hold it, it could hold a variety of things, though. I mean, it pulled the item out and then it advances the it next one. It just pops forward, out. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But okay. it, uh, but yeah, it, it works and, and they have a lot of miles on them. So we uh, we have to regularly 
kind of you know frankenstein them back together but uh anyway it always takes me back to being a kid and going to the comic book shop yeah like for the yeah. you know when like back in the day when you know that's what that's what you did you'd go back there and you'd have this like large essentially magazine racks yeah with all of the different kind of cover arts for all the different superheroes it and feels so special to yeah. survey that and yeah. to, to look through it and you just kind of you're drawn to the artwork and you don't even know what the um, content of those tins necessarily is right. it's something where it just it just captivates you and uh, and you start comparing them even though the comparisons of the artwork don't really you know necessarily mean anything but but they still leave an impression on you I, I, right? don't, I don't know I do think that there is some meaning because more often than not well meaning the, of the flavor of the tobacco exactly I like, guess that's what I meant whoever yeah. whoever blended it or whether it's the company that blended it the individual that blended it there's a message that's trying to be conveyed about yeah. what your smoking experience is expected to be now whether or not it's a good point yeah whether or not the, the tin reflects that you know that, that's questionable <laughs> whether or not it's been communicated well right <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> said said marketing director of said company or lack of marketing director at said company, which is very apparent in some cases. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? We challenged ourselves to find the top, our, our top three pipe tobacco tin art. Yeah. And uh, we, we had some some kind of requirements that we kind of put on ourselves, which is this has to be it has to be pipe tobacco that is still on the market. That that was the challenge that we put forth. Basically, no frogs, <laughs> no logs. <Okay>. No frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tough because, as you know, like I from the earliest days of the show when we were doing those uh, tobacco talks, whenever McClellan would come up, I would just constantly praise the way. And, and it's still that way. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's um, yeah, we we, we just have to. It, this is not going to be the McClellan Tin Art Show exactly, because yeah. it easily could be. <laughs> right, <laughs> but right. you know, excluding uh, tobaccos that are off the market. Man, it, it would be so easy to throw that uh, throw that big, beautiful embossed seal up there with the whale and, <laughs> exactly, and all yeah. that. So many other good, beautiful tins that are on the market and, and, and still making tobacco. And so we're going to honor those today. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> all right. All right, man. So let's just go ahead and dive into it. Yeah. Do you, you want to go first? You want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, yeah. go for it. Um, so it, there's a really quirky tobacco company out there called Dan Tobacco. And uh, they mm. make a... It's a German tobacco. They're imported to the United States. It's not... It, it, it's highly sought after, but kind of in a boutique way. It's one of those where, you know, if you know about Dan Tobacco and you kind of are familiar with their blends, then you kind of seek after them. But it's not one of those that, you know, Joe Pipe Smoker out there that, you know, smokes a lot of one Q that they're probably aware of. You know, it's just it's just kind of this boutique small batch tobacco manufacturer out of Germany that, you know, has a I guess, kind of a cult following, I guess. But uh, they make a tobacco called Midnight Ride, which is really Really good tobacco. They have a whole American history series of pipe tobaccos from Dan, Dan Tobacco. It, the American history series, it's kind of funny because it's a German company uh, making this, but they, they have a really nice uh, you know, selection Ooh. of, there's like old Ironsides and uh, Independents and all these different ones. But Midnight Ride is really nice. Of course, uh, on the front of the tin, it's a vacuum seal style tin, so the coin style. And, uh, and the sticker on the front features a portrait or a, a, a scene of a Paul Revere. I was about to say. Riding his horse. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for the famous Midnight Ride that happened. Uh, of course, it's, you know, it's referencing the ride that happened in 1775. The British are coming. The British are coming. Exactly. And that, they're not bringing figgy pudding. And then, uh, no, they left their figgy pudding at home. Yeah. And, are those muskets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so they, they um, you quick, know, hide the warm beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. My apologies to our 
British listeners. The few British listeners yeah, we have left. Yeah, they're at home wearing their red coats and, and all that. <laughs> um, so anyway, we have this uh, beautiful tin art that uh, is is this emotional Paul Revere on his steed, uh, rushing to tell his uh, fellow patriots that the uh, the the English uh, soldiers are on their way, and um, and and this is obviously what leads to the American success at Lexington and Concord, the first uh, shots that were fired during the American Revolution, and so uh, they they mark this with uh, this beautiful tin art, and you've got kind of the colonial era buildings in the background, and of course uh, Revere's uh, horse that is. Uh, as emotionally emotional looking on his face <laughs> as Revere is himself, right. you can see the uh, even the teeth of the horse are kind of kind of bared, and uh, Revere's got the uh, New England air kind of billowing through his uh, his coat, and uh, it's just very um, it's 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 an emotional tin, and, yeah. I, and I like it. I like it. It's uh it's uh, it's really pretty. Everything they do is going to be pretty awesome. They have. Just a lot of really great tobaccos, but this one is, uh, you know, Orientals, it's Virginia's, uh, there's Cyprian Latakia, and just a dash of Perique. You know, just a just a kind of an English blend with the addition of Perique. But anyway, that's number one for me. Wow, man, you came out swinging. Okay, this, yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like, one of, one of the things, aside from the fact that gorgeous artwork and kind of that um, almost kind of like sketch pencil, I don't, I don't even know what the right you know, phraseology is to describe that style. Yeah. But it's, it's cir- in, in, encompassed, encircled, encircled? Encircled. Yeah. yeah I by think. like a gold <laughs> ring, essentially, mm-hmm. with like a little red band kind of separating the gold from the, from the artwork. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's stunning. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So if you're coming out with that one, I guess I'm going to start with kind of one of my, of, of the three favorites that I have yeah. here, of the three top three that I've got here. I'll probably start with one of the most intricate that I've got as well. Which is Blood Red Moon. Yeah. Gosh, I love that tin art, man. It yeah. is. All right. So you want to talk about, I, I will never forget the first time that I saw like cult, just their entire marketing, their entire like brand is so like, what's what's the right word? Because I was about to say offensive, but that's not necessarily, but you know what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's it, edgy. It's jarring. Yes. It's edgy. Yeah. yeah. Very good. It's, and it's jarring. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, wait, what? Because when you walk into a pipe tobacco shop, you got kind of like an, an image in your head. You got kind of kind of a feel that you kind of assume about the pipe smoker and everything else. Yeah, sure. And everything about Colt is very like like that punk rock, kind of like dark, gothic. Gothic kind of deal. Yeah. Because yeah. there's yeah. a Victorian note to it. Very right? much there's so. like paisley and... You know, intricate tapestry looking thing, but then you've got this pitchfork and a skull. And, yeah, well, and I think um, that's like a demon skull that, that for, for specifically yeah. thinking with the blood red moon. The, you know, there's the, kind of the like prudish Protestant part of me that like <laughs> it, it just doesn't appreciate the whole cult thing. You right, know? right, right, right. It, it's like, well, I mean, I, you know, I wish I wish it was named something different or maybe they had a different motif. But and so th- there is that part of me that's like, well, I mean, you know, cult that's, you know, but. I you were know. never an edgy goth kid. Uh, I, I wasn't. No. I just, you know, it's just not my bag, yeah. right? So, but, um, but gosh, you, you know, it, once you embrace that, like, okay, this is kind of what they're going for. Um, it's it's really kind of perfect. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, again, it, it, I'm I'm in the same boat. I was never an edgy goth kid. I was I was a drama <laughs> kid, but I was never like you know painting my <laughs> fingernails black and like you know combing my slick you know hair over to the side and being like, you know, like that was never me. <laughs> That just wasn't me. We lost all our edgy goth kid listeners. No, no, they like right. they all grew out of it. They're listening to the country square. No. Radio. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know some of y'all are still edgy goth, and we love y'all. Like that's the thing. I've got many friends who who we do. No, it's uh, great. You know. No, there, there's that like kind of prudish part of me. that's like, well, you know, I wish I didn't have to smoke something named Cult, but like it, it's 
it's it's really good and and it, and it kind of does you know evoke that sense of on the edge rejected by society but embraced by the the few type of thing it, it's a part of that and, and i love the victorian kind of uh thing you think of uh almost steampunk type of um it, it feel to it it's um it's really neat that's very like you know kind of like the dracula mm-hmm. it's classy cult that's right so yeah no i mean i think <laughs> just from a broad standpoint their branding and tin art kind of across the board is very yeah. uh very evocative or provocative i should say yeah and blood red moon uh just for all of the intricacy and the detail that's there it's jarring and i that's like i and i, I find it because it is so jarring and because when you're walking through a pipe shop it stops you it gets your attention right and you have to look that right there is why it's like one of my top uh, pipe tobacco. Yeah, or, or yeah, I like I like that. I think well, well put. Yeah, yeah all right, good. That's my first. One. Now it's for you. Next for me, man. I'm gonna go with something that is a little understated, but always grabs me on the shelf. You know, if I'm ever walking by and I think to myself, man, that, that's that's something I want to revisit, and it's something that might surprise you. It's a uh, it's GLP's Gaslight. I love the warm, mysterious blue that is on the tin of gaslight and and i feel like we're almost obligated in some sense to put the gaslight or or put something from greg peace kind of on this uh, on this list because all of his artwork is just it's just phenomenal he puts a lot of thought of course he you know works with the folks at law dc and cornell and deal to come up with a lot of this stuff but you can tell his artwork it has a part of of greg the romantic uh you know gnarly west coast pipe smoker you know and blender who lived in the uk and i mean just done all these amazing things in his life and and his art has a um it it has a um it has a sense of that it, it tells a story of that yeah. and it all is a part of him and of course his uh uh, his great tobaccos. And so um, this is one of those success stories where I do think a lot of his tin art does kind of promote the feel of the tobacco itself. So with Gaslight, you've got this murky, warm, exotic tobacco that leaves you, you know, in this very kind of draws you into like a lulled sense of comfort. And, and uh, but that's a it's a relatively powerful tobacco, lots of Latakia, uh, it is a you know a, a crumble cake, and so when you have this little block of uh, tobacco in there, kind of working it apart, you have to. It forces you to interact with it in ways other tobaccos don't. And I think the tin art of Gaslight is really, um, and even the name, it's very appropriate. It's yeah. just a very beautiful tin. So uh, Gaslight, it's a it's a, a biscuit can style tin. I love it. people make fun of me all the time about how I've described these uh, tin shapes, but. <laughs> right. um, it got this uh, just very uh, soft, creamy blue that has this kind of black flecking across it, um, and just denoting a, a kind of a shadowy London street type of thing. Yeah, I mean, you think about like how uh, you see this in a lot of like movies these days. Like at the end of the movie, they have like scenes that are kind of done in that like that uh, distorted type of view. Like yeah. it's, it's painted, but it, it's painted in such a way that kind of distorts the image. Yeah, but it evokes back to you know, a, a moment in the film or something like that. Right. That's honestly, that's what a lot of GLP's uh, tin art looks like. But it, uh, Gaslight right. in particular yeah. is, is really, yeah, know. it kind of majors in that. Yeah. Like, like this was like a Sherlock Holmes film, yeah. you know, then, then this like a murder or a <laughs> took place right here or something <laughs> of that nature. 
<laughs> or the hounds of Baskerville were just like chilling. I don't know. You could see someone <laughs> with a deer stalker cap maybe running around the corner there if you look real, real close. Exactly. Yeah. But you do have the uh, the lantern that's hanging in a uh, cobblestone street. There's kind of this you know background of centuries old buildings and to me it's just a can that is actually relatively simple i mean we're not talking about very intricate artwork here but the warmth of it the colors and how they all come together it grabs me every time i see it and so uh so i had to put it there in the mix there you go oh man great great choice absolutely great choice all right for my second i need to set this up by telling you something man okay have i ever told you what the first ever podcast i made was yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, yeah. We've we've talked about this. We before. probably have. It's something that I can shame you for, but I but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Probably. Well, what can't you shame me for? <laughs> <laughs> so so it's funny because like this is this is like some old old trivia. So before I started Pottery back in the day, like almost ten years ago, or whenever it was. Uh, so. I, I before I started Podesteri, I wanted to make sure I knew how podcasting worked. Right. So uh, my wife and I did a podcast series that we called the Long Halloween Microcast, where we like did like a little book reading and we released it on the holidays of every single year because it correlated with the chapter or with the issues that we were reading of this comic. Oh, company. okay. But that was actually not the first podcast I ever did. Okay. Okay. Prior to that, when I was living in Memphis, I started a podcast that lasted one episode. <laughs> Because we moved out of Memphis and it was called the Memphis Breakfast Review. And I had a blog that lasted three posts. Wow. That was going to go along with this. And so can my, you still find this? Stuff? No, it's gone. Don't even. Are don't. you sure? I'm 100 percent positive. It's Are you absolutely there. positive? Dear God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will be by the time this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> We've got some uh, some computer smith, wordsmiths out there looking for uh, like looking the, for it right way now. back machine or something like that. Yeah, but I'm the, sure there's something. If you uh, if you're a, a good at digging up old things, no, on please the internet, don't. Please. <laughs> Give your boy John David some help here. Anyway, go go ahead, Bo. What have I done? Anyway, my point is that, you know, the great thing is when you're kind of stepping into podcasting, you know, you you, you try to think about what are the passions that you have that you can really speak on. Yeah. And, you know, when, when I thought about back in the day, there's one area of life that I find that is so powerful, so rewarding, so nurturing to the soul that it was literally the last recorded thing that Jesus Christ did before he ascended into heaven. Breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast. Is that really biblical? That is biblical. Wow. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, the last recorded thing he did was he was having a uh, uh, breakfast with uh, with his boys. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so my next one, <laughs> I feel like I need to set that up as to why this one is about to be where it is. Oh, man. Because wow. I feel like structurally, if you look at the 10 art of Peterson Early Morning Pipe, Oh, could, I love that tin, oh, man. So it's so classic. But it that's the thing. You so can look classic. at it and be like, yeah. okay, well, you got like the very simplistic. You got kind of the sunrise with the beams coming up. And then you got like a, just a random like chicken on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> or technically a rooster. You know, like, and so it's kind of one of these things. Froghorn leghorn. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so you, you might feel that that's a little jarring. No, no, no. This is beautiful. Yeah. This communicates. I, I really do love that tin art. Yes. Yeah, instantly everything. Nice. About going to like a breakfast diner, waking up early in the morning, mm-hmm. whether you're on the farm or wherever it may be like this. This looks like breakfast is calling as the sun is peeking up. 
greeting a day, beckoning you to get your eggs, your bacon, your cup of coffee, and kick back with your pipe. Yeah. And man, early morning pipe from Peterson. Of course, it yeah. used to be Dunhill, but yep. they didn't change the album art, thank God. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is that is why. Yeah, it is beautiful. I have always loved the uh, the old Dunhill tin arts. And, um, and, and, you know, when they thankfully were picked up by Peterson, the same recipes and kind of brought over, they... Uh, they just crushed it. They really did. And, you know, it, it was so thankful that they kept all that stuff. And yeah, it, it just, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love, love that one. All right. So that, that's, that's my great. second one right there. That's great. Um, man, no, number three for me. Uh, okay. So, it, you know, there's just so many good ones on the market and I, I get drawn to the same ones over and over. So we've probably even mentioned a lot of these on the show uh, before. Certainly we mentioned Gaslight and uh, I'm sure at some point we've uh, you know talked about early morning pipe uh, probably multiple times, but it, this is a tobacco I have mentioned before. I don't smoke it as much as I used to, but what keeps me interested in this tobacco is is probably the artwork because it's one of the more vibrant tins on the market. Uh, it's a Cornell and Deal tin, and it is Briar Fox. Oh, uh, Briar Fox by Cornell and Deal. They actually made this tobacco. It was the favorite tobacco of Peter Hessian, so. Briar Fox, a uh, pipe carver, late Danish pipe maker, and um, it's a crumble cake uh, tobacco, uh, similar to the you know Gaslight. It's been kind of pressed together. It's a burly lead with uh, Virginias, and you know it's just a, a it's it's a nice bright tobacco. You probably have just a little bit of you know citrus topping that's very much in the background. It's a little spicy, but this is a tobacco that the vibrant tin art of Briar Fox. Always gets me. There's a picture of a fox. He's wearing a cap and a sweater and a jacket, and he's got his uh, pipe lit, and he's kind of looking at you with this tense but kindly, you know, uh, countenance on his face. Kindly, just, yeah. He it, well, you know, it's just it's like an older man who's looking at you. And he's listening to you. That, that's kind of that's what I get from that. You know, it's interesting because if all right, like all right, it, so, the eyebrows are are what is probably maybe throwing you off. Well, I want to I want to challenge you and the listener as well. Pull up pull up Briar Fox, the, yeah. the tin art. Yep. Hold your thumb over one eye and then the other, and it completely changes the way that the fox is looking at you. <laughs> yeah, you see sure that? Does. Yeah, isn't yeah. that crazy? No, yeah. that's right. So so he, he's kind of got this. Uh, he's just he's looking at you intently. You know, he's not angry. He's not sad or, or, you know, certainly not, you know, super happy or anything. It's a very intent look. So, mm. um, but anyway, I love the color scheme of this can. Every, every time I see it, it just, it's one of the first ones my hand goes to. Um, and it always keeps me interested in this, uh, for it to be at the top of the smoking list. So, um, just the big, thick, green, leafy texture in the background that kind of evokes those tobacco leaves. And then, of course, you've got this, uh, this orange, uh, red, orange fox that is just kind of the centerpiece of this. Uh, and I love the name. I love the name of this tobacco as well. And, uh, the font that it's written in. Briar Fox, of course, uh, you know, referring to, to Peter and, um, and just, um, man, such a, such a beautiful artwork. So I know, it, you know, it, it's, it's a little kitschy maybe, but for me, it just, uh, it's just beautiful. Yeah, no, that, that's great, man. A lot of custom work involved. I mean, this is, it's a, it's a fun one, mm -hmm. fun one for sure. Although that I think now is like <laughs> Me messes with you. I, I yeah. I can't not see it now. <laughs> um, all right, man. All right. So great three from you. Now it's up to me to bring us home. Okay. Yeah. And I hate to say it, man. I cheated. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's no frogs. There's no logs. But the the pipe tobacco tin that I have to put as kind of one of my all-time favorites is technically not on the market anymore. 
Ugh. I know, I know, I know. I said we, we said we wouldn't do it, but ah. I really I couldn't get away from this. Yeah, okay, yeah. And this was actually a pipe tobacco that was actually sent to me from a listener a while back. I uh, smoked it, enjoyed it, and I actually maintained the tin. Like I kept it. Yeah. And I actually store like my cash in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a little uh, penny jar kind of thing. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Like, it's, it's, it's a, Got it. You know, yeah, it's big, big money, <laughs> big money. I, the, <laughs> when I went to Vegas and I was going to like, you know, throw down some some dollars and then right. I chickened out, it ended up in my uh, in my pipe tobacco. You pulled out your can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dunhill, the aperitif. Oh, man. Yeah. One of, one of the tobaccos that didn't survive the cull. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a fine tobacco, but we're here to talk about the ten art. I mean, so first thing is, obviously, you got big bold orange. Um, yeah, uh, is kind of the the background. There's no texture or anything like that. You're just looking like a flat orange color. But the action that is going on in the, this uh, ten art is, you've got a gentleman. He is sitting back in a uh, an armchair. He appears to be wearing a tux. He's got his hair all slicked back. He's got uh, his pipe. One imagines kind of that um, suit pipe, prince pipe. Like a prince, maybe? Yeah. Or, or a straight pot or something like Some, that? Something of that nature um, that he is, is clearly enjoying as the uh, the smoke is bellowing forth from it. He's got a little table next to him that has a few hors d'oeuvres on it. Uh, and a uh, waiter is coming by with a tray of some form of beverages to, to serve him. The, uh, the, the waiter himself seems to be well-dressed and all of this is just in black and white minimalist yeah, art it is beautiful it's really really it's a handsome tim man it's, yeah. it's a good looking tim yeah and then just the 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 aperitif the font just everything about this just communicates classy it, yeah. high class that kind of like that fine life type of feel especially the fine life from like the 1920s exactly where, where, of where, an era exactly. where something like this probably would not be very accept- a, a lifestyle like this would not be very accessible to many people like nowadays you know any of us schmucks can you know pretend like we, oh, we can rent a tux wait, and then yeah, go sit in a chair exactly yeah. right but i mean <laughs> it, it, this is uh this is uh hey right. waiter come on garçon garçon right, right, right. but you know we we have this uh this sense that this is you know from an era of the past where there were um you know where, where this was uh, certainly a, a very fine thing to do so yeah you kind of I, I have this image in my mind of this waiter holding this uh, tray of cocktails and you know it's probably some type of port or you know maybe a, a, a dessert dessert wine well yeah, well it's a- aperitif right i mean i guess oh, well, that's, yeah, that's the true. idea yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never I, I, obviously that's what they're kind of going for here Interesting. So, so anyway yeah very very nice i like that a lot yeah, yeah. so I, I apologize for breaking the rules but i had to do it man. well i want to break the rules too because i i need to have a, i need an honorable mention okay throw it in throw it in so you picked stuff that it's probably a little more classic than um than the stuff i picked i which is kind of funny to me I, actually i probably picked the stuff that i know um, isn't that, that weird? That is maybe a little more modern, and you, yeah. uh, of course, you did pick cult, and so that mm-hmm. that makes sense. But I need to pick a classic tin, and I need to pick a tin. So I'm picking another tin, but this is the tin that is just like it, it's not the artwork necessarily. This is not the best artwork of tins, but it's what a tin should look like. When I think in my mind what a good pipe tobacco mm, tin, okay, should look like, okay, okay, I think of a scudo. I knew you were going to say that. Escudo is so <laughs> simple. It is so simple, and it's just words, and it's uh-huh. beautiful, and, and it's yeah. just a, it's just a brass tin that has a very simple, elegant label, but the word mark and everything is on there. And so, in my mind, like it, you know, we've talked about all this beautiful artwork, but in my mind, when I think, what would a pipe tobacco tin look like? What should what should it look like? And it's just, it's just 
it's just a scudo, man. I'm, look, this is not a commentary on the pipe tobacco itself. No. <laughs> I, I, you're the one that picks something off the market. No, I, look, here's the thing. I, I get I get what you're saying, but I think the reason why Escudo's branding and presentation just speaks to what you kind of assume or presume a pipe tobacco tend to look like art-wise is because the bar is so low. So we didn't talk about this. But I mean, like, it's there's pretty a low. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty low. That, look, if you if you go looking around for beautiful pipe tobacco tin right. art, like there's some stunning ones. We've picked a few today. There's a lot of other really stunning ones. Right. There's some other ones too. There's some, there are. <laughs> I almost kind of. I, we may at some point have to do a bottom three or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, like it might be something worth uh, revisiting in the future. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess I've offended uh, goth kids and uh, Britain. In this episode, I don't know that I want right. to also cut off a couple of uh, a, cu- a couple of our uh, right d- tobacco uh, enthusiasts of certain brands. Oh, or, hey, well, some of the best brands on earth. Well, for instance, Escudo. It's well, like yeah, you, a part of the reason you like it is you know, and probably the you know my uh, preference for that tin art that's just very simple and straightforward. It's probably just because I like the tobacco so much, you know. And so I, that it, well, that's that's that true, coloring yeah. is kind of bleeding over into my uh, you know my thought about that. But anyway. I, I had to mention that when I think of a pipe tobacco, I think of a Scudo as far as looking at the can. So, yeah, there you go. All right. I'm, I'm going to throw one honorable mention in also kind of breaking the rules. OK, I sent you a picture of this old Squire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of this? No. Uh-uh. OK, so have. in 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 my search for kind of some vintage tens and that sort of thing, yeah. knowing that we weren't going to be talking about vintage tens, I found old Squire pipe tobacco. Yeah. Ten cents for this ten. Uh, it has Back in like 1930. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, apparently it was a rich, mellow blend for cool smoking and uh, has what one could really only presume is a time traveler's rendition of what John David will look like <laughs> in uh, 20 oh, years. Oh, that's fantastic. 20, yep. 20, 30 years. Uh, you see the picture, right? I think I sent it to you. So uh, I've y'all, got it right here. Y'all yep. look y'all look it up and, uh, and see. It's um <laughs> time travel of what John David's going to look like in uh uh yeah man if i look like that in 30 years that would be um that, that'd be impressive i think i think you need to you need to consider uh finding out where like if anybody has some old squire tobacco hook us up <laughs> <laughs> hook us up i think i i need to because the other thing too is it might if you smoke it then you might turn into that you know what i mean that might be you well you, you are what you smoke maybe or maybe are you a time trap? And you know, it would, well, <laughs> but like I said, it is a uh, rich metal blend for a cool smoking pipe. And hey, talking about a cool smoking pipe, there are no cooler smoking pipes than the pipes that our good friends have at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that's right. They also have some excellent pipe tobacco. That they do, and some of their pipe tobacco tin art is stunning, phenomenal. And uh, so I'd like to talk about that today. The Missouri Meerschaum 150th anniversary crumble cake tobacco. Mm. Uh, it came out a couple years ago, obviously for their 150th anniversary. Uh, it was a collaboration between them and Sutliff, and they came up with this awesome uh, Virginia Burley that uh, has just a little bit of uh, black Cavendish. It's a subtle sweetness, and it's just a really, really good, mildly aromatic tobacco that, you know, your non-aromatic tobacco uh, fans are, are going to enjoy for an occasional treat. And so uh, just a really great tobacco. 
the tin art is their logo. It's yeah. a beautiful yellow and black logo. That See, now that's what I think about when I think embossed. about like good yeah, on, classic look in the pipe tobacco world. It is a classic yeah. tin that you know just goes really well with that brass uh, outside, uh, you know, gold color on the on the uh, on the aluminum there, and so just very very nice. It's a uh, handsome tin. So. If you go to corncobpipe.com, uh, you can order it today, and uh, they've got it in stock, and, and generally do because it's something that is so popular. They've uh, made sure to keep it around since their 150th anniversary. But uh, get, a, get a tin of this. Get one for yourself, and uh, maybe get two. Get one you can smoke now and one you can put back mm. and, and enjoy in a year after it's been cellared for a little while. Oh, but yeah. um, anyway, great, great tobacco, and I know you'll enjoy it. And our thanks to Missouri Mission for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions this week coming in from Adam. Now, Adam is looking for our takes on pipe shape style and the type of tobacco for the following. Okay, this is actually going to be tough now that I think about it. <laughs> Maybe this should have been an entire series, Adam. You're hooking us up big time. Okay, okay. We'll try to get through as many of these yeah. as we can real yeah. quick here. Um, all right, so the goal is you got to think about what kind of pipe you want, what kind of pipe tobacco you want for the setting that is about to be set. Okay. You tracking? Yeah. Okay, here I we think go. so. Yep. Um, dawn aboard a ship under a black flag sailing the seven seas <laughs> in search for plunder. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Okay, this is... Um, wow. This is tough. In search of plunder. In search of plunder. Black, you're a pirate. You're a pirate. You're a pirate. Uh, pirates did smoke clay pipes, so I feel like that's like a necessity to some extent uh, in this in this capacity. Even yeah. though I, I I haven't had a whole lot of experience in that, and uh, I'd want one of those Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, uh, what did the old Missouri Meerschaum Old Dominion pipes that they? Oh, uh, yeah, that they those acquired. old Dominion. Right? Yeah, and the, the the small clay pipe. I'd go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's I, appropriate. If I'm wearing a bicorn tricorn hat on my black flagged pirate ship. With my, you know, pierced earring and uh, bandana. Right. <laughs> right. I, that would be the historically accurate thing to do. I, I think for me, though, I probably would go with kind of a black. Uh, actually, I've got this pipe. Um, a, a black church warden, like a straight church warden. Okay. With kind of more of a smaller bowl. Okay. Uh, and I think like when I. So I've got. Um, <laughs> I've got this like pirate story that i've been working on for years and one of the characters smokes a pipe and uh and whenever i envision him smoking a pipe that's kind of what i see 
uh, see him enjoying. And yeah. So like that's that's kind of the 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 one that kind of comes to mind in terms of what pipe tobacco for that setting. Some mm. some with Perique. Yeah, I I would go with probably a Virginia or a Virginia Perique. Yeah. You want something that. You know, leaves an impression, something that, you know, where you know you're smoking tobacco, it's got some bite to it, some strength, you're out right. there to, you know, wake up and uh, and kind of, you know, go find your, uh, go find your booty. Yeah. Uh, always got Or something with rum. I don't know. <laughs> go, go back and forth. This was, that's a good one. All right, let's, let's try it. Let's try a different one. <laughs> Let me cut you off before you get off through the list. Uh, <laughs> All right, you ready for this next one? Yeah. All right, here we go. Amidst the American frontier, in a busy saloon at noon... Whiskey in your glass, cattleman revolver on your hip. You're a cowboy. Dang. Um, Corncob pipe, Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. I think you got to go in some sense with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was I was going to say, I was thinking like a corncob bowl with like a reed stem. Um, What's the spool one? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the um, the Great Dane. Yeah, uh, from, Great from Dane. Missouri Meerschaum. Those are, those yeah. are really nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably go, probably go with that. Yeah, I would think... Or what's that Lee Van Cleef pipe, the uh, the bent Meerschaum oh, yeah. that has mm-hmm. kind of the coloring to it? That yeah. would be nice, too, because that kind of evokes that 19th century uh, feel. Lee Van Cleef, by the way, a uh, fictional character that we, like, you know how we've talked about we're going to be retooling Heroes of the Bowl? Yeah. So that we take out both the word bowl, which... And the word hero. <laughs> and the word hero. <laughs> and just, like, look at, like, individuals, both real and fictional, and kind of do a deep dive into them. Lee Van Cleef, a future episode yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah. no, Absolutely. Um. Anyway, it, an idea uh, there, I, and I feel like that should be a burly blend. I mean, that's yeah. like man, Americana. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, something that's just very uh down to earth and straightforward, no nonsense. Uh, you're smoking your pipe to um for relaxation, but also to get the job done. And um, uh, man, that's that's just good old burly, yeah. kind of where it's at. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll do one more of these. Okay? okay. All right. All right. Here we go. A serene walk through your Japanese garden overlooking Mount Fuji. The eve before your samurai battle. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. <laughs> I I just want to be, yeah, I want to just embody a small fraction of half of these people. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I feel like I'd have to smoke a suge, which is a, okay. a you know Japanese pipe, a famous maker. Probably a bamboo shank, I would think, on this pipe. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. You know, Stanwell in the in the uh, olden days used to make uh, a lot of bamboo shank pipes that were very elegant and still had the Danish kind of cutty style or uh, more organic acorn look to it. And so, so something of that nature, I would think. And then and then probably a mild aromatic, something that you know had some black Cavendish in it that uh, was aromatic and just sweet enough to kind of keep it interesting maybe go morning good with your uh with your tea that morning yeah i'll do that i like that yeah sam on the aromatic i think for me definitely bamboo shake i actually bent shank rather i have a pipe in my collection that is a, a bamboo shank and it's actually a morta like a little tiny uh ball and uh yeah it looks like a little a tiny eight ball beautiful pipe yeah so probably that one yeah okay yeah Probably just and just like like I'd be looking for just that little taste of a good aromatic uh-huh. tobacco as I'm kind of contemplating what's about to come, you know, because you're not you're not settling in, you're getting ready for battle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's like <laughs> so there you go. Um, all right, man, Adam, Adam's got some more of these that'll kind of come up in a future episode, but uh, shouts out, this was a really really great 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 concept. So uh, thank you for that. And hey, if you've got some quick fire questions for the show, be sure to send them in. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts. Your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, we're doing something a little different this week because we've got 
some listener feedback that came in the form of actual physical packages. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I think we've mentioned this before on the show, but Country Squire Radio is uh, the the name and the inspiration and the feel of the show comes from a little shop in Jackson, Mississippi called the Country Squire. Have we mentioned that before? I, we might have mentioned that before. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these unique aspects of the show where... People like a lot of times you, you find a podcast, you listen to it, you get connected to folk, you know, to the people you're listening to. And like you just kind of wonder like like where are they? In like some garage somewhere or wherever it is. No, you know exactly where the country squire is. Yeah. It's got a website and an address and everything else. So people will occasionally send things to the shop. Yeah. Be- because they can. And like the address is there and that sort of thing. Please yeah. don't send crazy things to the shop. <laughs> Please don't send any more crazy things to the shop. <laughs> uh, but so we've got some extremely generous and wonderful listeners uh, who occasionally will send uh, some gifts uh, to the shop. And uh, it used to be that whenever I would come into the shop to record, you would be like, hey, somebody sent this and we kind of open it up on the show. And now every once in a while, like every, about every month, I'll get like a care package from you. Yeah. With like a bunch of different gifts and that sort of thing. And a lot of times I try to open them up on, on YouTube when I can. But we've got this here. Do you, Is there any particular order you want me to go in with this? I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh-uh. I'll tell you what. Since Let's see. Let's start with Jeremy Dukes here. Yep. That's our boy uh, from... Sylvan Forge Creations, of course, the uh, the crafter of the uh, uh, the the pipe or the 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 ringmaster, the country squire ring of the yeah. country squire ring. Yeah, yeah. I was rocking that last night as we were uh, out on the town. So, and I, I hope he's okay with me reading this. So, Jeremy, I apologize if if, uh, if that's. Uh, if, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine. Uh, he says, "Dear York family," and uh, you got a, a letter very similar mm-hmm. to this as well. we'll, mm-hmm. we'll but we'll read we'll read mine here. Uh, the Christmas season always brings feelings of reflection for me. Looking back on the year I've just finished, the challenges overcome, the lessons learned, the losses, the successes, but most important, the human connection. The year 2020 was a hard year for everyone. My my grandfather passed away in July of that year. Uh, and so last Christmas season was filled with looking back and remembering. With that mindset, I ventured into his workshop and grabbed some leftover wood and crafted a Christmas ball ornament for each of our Duke's families to remember him and his legacy. This year, I've decided to do the same with some walnut and dogwood found here on the family property, but the ornament I've created for each family is an acorn, the fruit of the great oak. The acorn houses the seed of the tree falling to the ground in its due time and bringing about fresh life. And 2020 was my year to look back. 2021 has been my year to look forward. So I've included in this package Actually, I'll, I'll and I I'll leave it right there. I think. Okay. Um. Yeah. And, and kind of dive into the package because it talks about what's in the package. I haven't opened it yet, so let me. Uh, oh. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> as you kind of hear the script. <laughs> oh, it's a present. We got some Strauss tobacco, right? Oh, <gasps> Sleepy Hollow, dude. It got you some Sleepy Hollow, dude. Man. Oh my gosh, isn't that nice? Oh man, that stuff's great, Jeremy. <laughs> I love some Sleepy Hollow. Those of y'all who think that like the anti-aromatic crowd can be mad at me all you want. I love some Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I'm just I'm not even going to apologize for that. Strauss tobacco is uh, Sleepy Hollow. Whew, Jeremy. All right. Let's see what we got here. Wow, man. It's look a at beautiful this. acorn, man. Yeah. It's a gorgeous acorn. Uh, so as you mentioned, it's it's two forms of wood because you got the cap as kind of the darker wood. And mm-hmm. then the the I guess the nut is the uh, is kind of the lighter wood. And uh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous, man. Oh yeah, this will this will hang up on the uh, the York York family tree with with pride uh, every single year. So thank you so much for that, Jeremy. Yeah, really kind. And uh, did, did you uh, did you, did you also uh, you um, you got a? Uh, I also got a letter and an acorn. Yeah, I did not get any Sleepy Hollow. Well, you don't you don't appreciate it the way that I. Well, I, I obviously <laughs> don't. <laughs> We've talked about Sleepy Hollow before and how good it is, but uh, man, yeah, no, it's it's great. I'm I'm really glad. 
All right, let's see this next one. All right. Ooh, ooh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, no, right. Okay, all right, so let's see. We've got a, a this one coming in from Randy Westbrook. Uh, he says, Dear John David, Bo, and Quinn. Quinn the intern. Yeah, yep. Quinn the intern. Yeah. Yep. says, uh, this is not a Christmas present. This is a thank you to the three of you for a fantastic customer service. The Country Squire is noted for an extended to me recently missed out on a group of reiner gold i mentioned it to john david simply because i was laughing at myself for being too slow to get an order of the 10 you or quinn uh i guess uh, uh john david or quinn uh, right. sent a response saying found one last 10 of reiner the emphasis here was on found i suspect someone gave up their 10 for me i really appreciate it anyway <laughs> to enclose our thank you for all you do these alaskan plug cutters are perfect for turning plug into beautiful flakes i've seen locals gut and fillet salmon in seconds with an ulu they are used to seal walrus and whale whatever needs to be cut an ulu does the job i hope you enjoy the alaska plug cutters they may need to be sharpened a bit. Thank you so much for the fantastic customer service. You guys are awesome. This is from Randy Westbrook. Well, man. Okay, so this is just me benefiting from y'all being amazing because y'all y'all handled his situation. It was addressed to all three of us, it, and, and we all three got one. My man. Okay. <laughs> Dude, all right. So this is a Ulu. It's a Ulu knife. Knife. Yeah. I've never had one of these. These I, things are awesome, but I've seen them, like specifically in like salmon cutting. Yeah. Do you Have you ever used one of these to cut tobacco? I, not until he gave me one. <laughs> Gosh. It works great. I'm trying to think of how on earth I'm going to get this and on the plane. Quinn has used his. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I may have to ship it to you <laughs> from you Jackson. Um, yeah, it, uh, it, it's it's wow. one of those things that um, it, it's incredibly practical. Quinn has used his several times, and it's great for crumble cake or a plug, or if you're if you're cooking, <laughs> it's it's just awesome, man. Oh my goodness, isn't that gracious. thing beautiful? It's got Dude. this really nice wooden handle and. It's a very nice piece. He says yeah. it might need to be sharpened. I'm not so sure, man. That's yeah, no, right. sharp right there. And it's got a little, that's a little stand you can put it on. Like too, that right so, there? You're yeah, gonna put that's the right. On? Wow. So, isn't that oh nice? my gosh. Yes. This is so cool. <laughs> it, that's, that's like, you know, desk worthy. It's, it's one of those things that's like a, yeah, it's an heirloom. It, it's, it's nice. <laughs> not with my six year old, but in a few yeah, years. No, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That goes up in the top cabinet oh, under lock and key. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is, that is incredible. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That is so cool. Thank you so much randy oh man all right so we got we actually have at least one more with us but that's gonna have to be in a, a future episode because it's uh it's getting about that time we need to uh cl close it out here man we've had the most amazing listener we do they are so <laughs> kind man and they just give us all these uh, really kind gifts but the the best gift they give us is uh, you know might sound cheesy but is uh man is your is your time and friendship so absolutely we're, we're, we obviously appreciate all this kind of stuff and are, are always grateful to get it but um, man, we just um, we just love the fact that you uh, let us into your heart, you know, once a week. Absolutely. So. Uh, also, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, different 10 art and that sort of thing. A highly subjective t uh, topic. So yeah, let us obviously. know what yeah. are some of y'all's favorite 10 art. We loved hearing that from you. And I actually am kind of curious. What is your least honorable mention uh, 10 art? We want to hear from y'all. And that way we can talk about it and say it came from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> What is the ugliest tin out there? And and if you need to make it anonymous, you uh -huh. can just say, you know, anonymous yeah. from, you know, yeah. Hackensack, New Jersey or yeah. something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, we'd love to hear that. You can, of course, uh, write into the show, show at Country Squire Radio. You can follow John David at John David Cole. You can follow the shop at underscore Country Squire or the show at Squire Radio. But all that information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio. Dot com. Well, John David, this is uh, this is the beginning. You know, the at the end of Casablanca, where he's like, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. 
I think this is the start of a beautiful year, man. We got, I agree. We got some good stuff coming. I agree, man. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.